Hello, everybody. Dave Neal here, stand-up comic and host of this Bachelor Rush Hour daily afternoon episodes of Bachelor and other reality TV news. I've got an update to the Love is Blind slash Bachelor crossover. Nick Vial goes quiet as other members of the Bachelor Nation and Love is Blind Nation slam him for horrific comments that he made. We'll have that story. Plus, Pilot Pete says no longer with Kelly Flanagan. But also, first, let's get some music going for your Rush Hour drive home we've got american idol from 12 down to their top 10 i'm going to play several of my favorite clips from last night and first we've got megan daniel and her uh song here that she's singing that is uh, uh being called a voice of an angel have a listen just give me one thing lord that i can hold on to to believe in this living is just a hard way to go, yeah. It's flies in the kitchen. I can hear them all their buzzing. And I ain't done nothing since I woke up today. How the hell can a person go to work in the morning? Come home in the evening and have nothing to say. So that was Megan Daniel there, just one of the more unique voices in the competition. And speaking of unique voices, I, and I, I always mess this name up. It's Wei Ani, Wei Ani and I'm, I'm probably messing this voice, this name up. I, I apologize here, but she uh, every single week comes with such original music here. And here is uh, here is her just absolutely destroying the house. The judges basically just said, "Hey, we know you got a lot of friends here with the other singers in the competition, but you just made this a dang competition." Have a listen. so strange everything about me seems to have changed step by step i got a brand new walk and i even sound so you know when i talk i said oh Where do you go with that? You know what I mean? She's got the full package. So many people do have it all here on the show. Lots of talent. Uh, and, of course, speaking of talentless people, we'll talk more about Love is Blind and the Nick feud. Not that I think people are talentless, but Nick said that the 
people on dating shows are talentless. And maybe that's why they get into podcasting with bad audio. But either way, um, speaking of talent in the drama section, Pilot Pete and Kelly Flanagan no longer. They were on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again. And now they are off again. Uh, he mentions that. I've got a full video. It's pretty funny, I think. But I don't, I'm not going to share it with you. It's just one of those irreverent videos. But I will tell you, um, Rachel Recchia was at Stagecoach this weekend with plenty of other Bachelor alum. But it is noted that Tino was there. Did they get back together? I doubt it. But hey, who knows? Sometimes, even if things don't work out with a partner, maybe they're at maybe they're at stagecoach hanging out, having a couple, um, I don't know, moonshines. And, uh, you know, one moonshine leads to another. And who knows what could have happened there? Maybe they got the Blake Horseman um, uh, Airbnb special. Uh, but anyway, you can go check out that video. And um, we're going to have more content for you. I'm going to get to the other of my favorite American Idol uh, uh, performances from last night. Plus, I'm going to share with you. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's my birthday and I'll cry if I want to. Uh, no one cares, Dave. Yeah, no, I'm 21 plus 17. And... Uh, 38 years young, uh, weird birthday, not much to celebrate at 38, but happy to be alive. I'm going to get into my birthday weekend in a moment, but let's just take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. All right, we are back, and I got a lot to share with y'all about my birthday weekend. As some of you know, I made it back to Rhode Island, where I'm from. I just don't make it home too often, and I'm kind of having that stubborn moment in my life where I'm like, you know what? I need to, and maybe it's not stubborn, maybe it's just reality. I need to see family more. Obviously, Tasha and I have a great life out in Los Angeles, and we travel the world, and we've we've spent a lot of time, uh, you know, seeing sightseeing and things like that. And my family's just shooting up around me, and um, some are getting, some are growing from babies to childs and from childs to adults and from adults to old adults and it's kind of one of those things like we just need to find the time to get back home so I said you know what I want to come home for my birthday weekend and just so happens as uh, as it does is that my family had received some tickets to the Boston Red Sox game I haven't been to a Red Sox game since they won the World Series and I believe 2018 when we saw them play the Dodgers in Los Angeles and I used to live in Boston and Tasha hasn't been and want to show her the dirty water and uh, you know the song love that dirty water Boston you're my home you know and so anyway we got tickets and then come to find out probably the worst day of the year to go to a Red Sox game rainy 55 degrees and I'm not talking oh it's a little bit of rain because we we were like oh well we've got box seats they're under the roof well it rained sideways Forrest Gump style it rained sideways and upside down it rained all you know whatever um anyway so we had so much fun but leading up to the um the the morning of going to the Red Sox I'm going to spare you the details I found myself in a health scare. Now, I spent 15 years of my adult life not going to the doctor. I was perfectly fine. And all of a sudden, I had a issue. I've had an issue with a toe of mine, uh, a fungal issue. Nothing crazy, nothing nothing gross or wild, just things that happen as, as they do. And I was prescribed an um, antifungal. So I take this antifungal and it's been fine, but they did warn me. They told me, they were like, oh, Dave, no. Hey, by the way, Tasha, there's a turkey outside. Oh my gosh, these t- I'm literally in the f- in the in the in this random. Go to my Instagram if you want to see where I am, folks. I'm in the middle of the the back country of Rhode Island, and a giant, I want to say 50 pound turkey, just walked by me, clucking. The turkeys cluck. Either way, wild stuff. Sorry, guys, my ADHD gets a little wild when wild turkeys walk by. So anyway, I am so um what, what, so so I'm on this medication that I didn't realize had um side effects because I never take medication, and uh, turns out I um I 
also had a cough. You can probably hear my throat. I've been talking a lot, allergies, a little phlegmy throat. So I was rummaging through my parents' cupboard to see if I could find a, a lozenge, maybe a cough suppressant, and I found this children's cough suppressant. I said, well, it's for children, so it must be fine. So I did what any man does. I chugged it. No, I didn't chug it. I probably had less than a shot of it, but I um, I didn't spoon measure it. I just kind of swigged it. And, um, you know, within within minutes, I started to feel lightheaded. And um, and uh, and then, uh, you know, I was like, oh boy, I, I felt high and I hadn't had weed. And, you know, you, you know when you feel high in, in the good way and this wasn't it. And I was just thinking, boy, what what's going on? And, and I, I had a bite of avocado toast and I was thinking, things don't feel too good. I went to the bathroom and to spare you the details, I evacuated all of my bowels. Uh, which is fine. You know, that can be a pleasant experience or whatever, as long as you're in the right mental and physical state. I was at a, you know, I, you know, if I, if I was in a, uh, you know, uh, in a, at a McDonald's, that would have been a bad idea. But uh, because of my whereabouts, it was perfectly fine. So I come down from the from the uh, from the restroom to my family, and, I, and they're getting ready to go to the Red Sox game. It was a 1:30 p.m. game on a Sunday, so it was a, you know like a you know daytime game. We had to leave, drive a little bit, and I said, "Hey guys," I said, "I said I don't know. I might be dying. I can't tell what's going on. I, my, my words weren't coming out right. I felt dyslexic. I felt like um, I, and I don't mean to like to make light of of this situation, but I kind of felt like a almost like a like a like a like a light stroke victim. What I I couldn't access my thoughts the, the way I wanted to. So my brain was all over the place. It felt like someone had picked my head up and was carrying me around. I couldn't feel my feet touching the ground as I was walking. It was a very wild feeling. And this feeling didn't go away. And I was worried. I was like, Dave, let's not go to Fenway Park and shit your pants. Like, let's. this isn't the time or the place for this to happen. We don't need that today, not the day before my birthday. I don't need to go into my 38th birthday, going to Marshall's, buying new pairs of underwear. Not today, not on my watch. But I did have faith that whatever was in my system had been removed, and I did have faith that I was going to be okay, but I didn't put the pieces together about what the issue was. I also had my mom's strong coffee. So, I go through the day just high as a kite and like I'm, I'm not kidding high as a kite I had a blast at the game I was able to focus it was cold and windy but I, I still had a good time I wasn't nauseous but I was not present I was in a different world and why don't I share this all with you guys I'm just trying to give you a personal story here on my birthday I had a blast the game was amazing I'll play some audio from the game afterwards you can hear uh, but it was a total fun the Red Sox won 7-1 two home runs there was crazy plays and strikeouts Chris Sale had a great um, I think three hitter one run. It was a good time. Well, I get home last night and it all hit me. I go, oh my gosh, I need to Google terbinified or whatever the hell the antifungal was that I'm taking. And sure enough, it says, do not have caffeine. Do not mix with whatever the chemical ingredient was that was in the cough syrup. So essentially the caffeine and the cough syrup were amplified to a crazy degree because my body's liver wasn't digesting them in the way that it's supposed to because of this other pill. So all that to say, your boy Dave needs to get off of the pharmaceuticals because, you know, it's just one thing leads to another. There's always something else. You know, you know me. I mean, I keep it simple, guys. I'm just a, um, I'm, an, I'm an edible guy. 
And um, I wanted to share that story, which is 100% true and authentic, just to say that it actually coincides with a new sponsor of ours that we're going to have for like 11 weeks. So we're going to be having this sponsor and talking a lot about the amazing work of microdose gummies. And that is today's Bachelor Rush Hour sponsor, incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel the right amount of good. And it certainly does. Let me tell you, tomorrow night, I'm flying back from Boston. I have a, like a 6 p.m. flight. So we'll get in. We'll get into LA around 11 p.m. We'll get our bags. We'll make it back home. Probably won't get to bed till 1. I am going to time this edible. From the second I get home, I'm popping the edible. I'm getting in my grippy, uh, you know, um, slipper socks. I'm putting on every every layer of cotton that I have, and I'm going to get into bed, and I'm going to get a good sleep. So when you see me Wednesday, I will be refreshed. Microdosing helps curb my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long, and it's available nationwide. If you want to learn more about our sponsor, go to microdose.com and use the code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order look guys what i love about it is it's not like these thick gummies where you have to chew a tiny bit to get the perfect dose they come already made in small doses so you know exactly what you're taking so uh, again one more time microdose.com and use code rush hour link will be found in the description here again microdose.com code rush hour all right well the birthday's been amazing clam chowder oh geez fish and chips if you guys know rhode island it's an it's a beautiful place i as i record this on monday morning of my birthday, 20, uh, 2003, uh, 2023, 20 years after I graduated high school. Uh, like I said, I'm 21 plus 17. And um, as I record this, the sun finally came out. So what I'm going to go do is I'm going to go get lunch with some family. I'm going to go watch my nephews play uh, their little league this afternoon. I'm going to go enjoy my family. And I encourage you guys all to do the same. And I've got more content for you guys coming tomorrow morning. But thank you so much for all of the love and support we've received. The podcast is doing great, uh, especially for the off season. Tons of people have checked it out. Uh, you guys gave me such great reviews on the Driving with Susie, the Susie Evans interview. Such great reviews. Do me a favor. If there's a member of Bachelor, uh, if there's an alumni that you want to hear me talk to, tag them on my Instagram reel. I posted a few reels that have, um, you know, Susie and I having our discussion on Instagram. There you can tag whoever you want to hear. Do you want Rachel Recchia, Genevieve Brewer, um, Johnny DiFilippo? Who do you want me to talk to? Tag them on the Instagram reel and that'll get the ball rolling and they'll see how much fun we had with Susie. My guess is as soon as people realize it's a fun show and it's not just some serious thing, as soon as people realize it's about a ton of fun, that we will get um, some more action coming to us, uh, you know, as far as alumni are concerned. They, you know, people just don't want their time wasted. I totally get it. All right. Well, I'm going to get into this Nick Vile uh, video that uh, the uh, the full videos on YouTube, but I'm going to get into the clip right uh, in a minute. But first, let's play one more clip from last night's American Idol. Have a listen.
And that was Warren Pay, I believe is his name, uh, American Idol's Top 10. All right, here's the clip of Nick Vial and the response from all of the podcasters that do not like what they hear at the end of this video, at the end of this podcast, after we play this clip, I will play a few more American Idol songs from last night. Have a listen. Us Weekly is even reporting on this story. I'm not one for sensationalism. Now, I know how to make a good clickbait thumbnail. And can you believe the toenails on Dale Moss? Okay, I can do that with the best of them. But I said this last week, and I'll say it again. This is the biggest story of the year. Now, Nick had people from his cast that had um, uh, that had uh, chosen to end their life due to mental health struggles. And it's happened a handful of times in reality TV. And it can happen again, and it will happen again, and people need to have a rational discussion and compassionate discussion about these topics. And that's why it's important if Nick wants to enter the conversation that these conversations do happen. We'll have to see what goes down on his next podcast, but as we know, he made a statement. He then doubled down. And we'll have to see if it's a triple down or maybe some ayahuasca at Coachella or Stagecoach gave him some clarity that he's been seeking to what the foundation wants to do. And, you know, look, hey, maybe I understand Nick Thompson and Jeremy Hartwell, these guys that started the foundation from Love is Blind. Maybe there's some sort of that like feeling like they remind him of of guys he played football with in high school and it triggered a response. Who knows? Who knows what happened? Uh, but of course, just because Nick had to deal with the hardships um, of this scrutiny of being a villain and all these other things doesn't mean others should go through that because it's not quite fair and um the like i always say the wrecking ball always swings farther from its target collateral damage folks so here's the article love is blinds nick and danielle slam uh, nick vile for horrific comments and again we already saw all this just a real quick repeat despite this is what nick said Despite all the gifts, access, and opportunities that come with it, the poor reality TV stars need your help. So the belittling aspect, which uh, comes from the sort of sarcasm, oh, help them, pray for them, they're so wounded. Meanwhile, Danielle recounts her story of being on Love is Blind and hiding in the closet, having a panic attack, and um, wondering, uh, you know, having suicidal thoughts, uh, wondering, you know, how, how can she get out of this mess, not, you know, feeling despair, these horrible feelings, knowing if she quits the show, She's going to get fined fifty thousand dollars, and and what does the show do? How does this? How does the show handle it? They lie. The show edits her to look like she was just having a manic panic attack, when in fact she it was it was much more than that. So anyway, here's what Game of Roses had to say about it. I'm going to play their clip, and then ba- uh, she's all batch, and then um, reality Steve. And let me tell you something: kids' gloves are off. Come up with this bullshit and go on these other podcasts and. These and other podcasts, like Game He's of Roses, asking fans to donate money. He's not offering for himself. Like well, for a, what? No, I, I guess for, for the for, nonprofit for reality for consultations for future reality oh, TV stars or whatever. <clears throat> the donation page says, "Don't you think it's time to help the cast? If everyone who watched reality TV donated just one month of what they pay streaming services, we could solve this issue forever." Reality what TV. What issue? Re- I mean, uh, the 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 the, the What's the word I'm looking for? The no, audacity. Wait, wait. There's so many problems going on in this world, and these motherfuckers want you to, to like, solve this, what, world problem? It's a bigger problem than that, Nick Vial. <laughs> it's about corporate greed. It's about these giant corporations using people as fucking property, chewing them up, spitting them out, and saying, fuck you very much, giving them no mental health care, Get, denying them food and water, all this shit, whether you believe that's real or not. It is, but 
he's not understanding. This isn't just about reality TV stars being like, oh, there's something innate in what he's doing here that is even diminishing the idea of what reality TV is. But the bigger issue at hand is that these giant corporate greed machines can mistreat people, destroy them psychologically, destroy their lives potentially by putting them in weird edits that are making them say things they never said. And there is no recourse. That is what they're trying to change, Nick. To like come up with this bullshit and go on these other podcasts and okay so that then it repeats so uh when nick speaks of these other podcasts it's another way of diminishing people and look it's it's not a big deal i don't lose sleep over it when we had uh somebody had shouted me out on his channel he just like talked over them and and doesn't you know he he doesn't address the there's like a blue collar nature to this and again you know you could say i'm bitter but i'm not i'm, I'm having a happy and successful life it's my birthday folks uh but there is this blue collar nature when morgan when uh when morgan went uh, when he talked about morgan breaking a story who's like that morgan girl or this or that it's it's an elitist attitude like well you 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 weren't on the show you didn't get verified from abc you're not um you're not one of us and so you don't matter when in fact to be quite honest the independent podcasters who've made a living doing this are in my opinion way more respected because they came from a sea of people from hundreds and thousands of voices and there's rose to the top because they had something valuable to say like game of roses like um she's all batch and so many others um you know our good friend jess ambrose like there's so many out there that are really valuable in this game and they speak truth to power and game of roses does just that it is a worker's issue that's what it comes down to and people will continue to say they're not workers well if they're not workers then why you know it's it's that that's the issue and we see it with other workers getting exploited and not having you know not not being treated fairly the the movement to quiet quitting and so many different issues going on it's like we want capitalism we want certain things but there are abuses that happen there and things need to put into place there's a reason a minimum wage exists even though it should be higher but the minimum wage exists because people will be exploited oh it's just a starter job well what, what are we doing with child labor laws you know what i mean there's all these laws that exist and yet on reality tv we just say oh we're just documenting reality when in fact it's um it's got a lot of collateral damage so nick here says you know and what he has what he had sort of prosecuted is this idea that people weren't treated badly no one was starved no one was deprived water when in fact we know those are tactics used to kind of ramp up drama and kind of mess with people's brains well and by the way, I will be discussing this more on the podcast because yesterday I was fighting some health issues um, while going to the Red Sox game. And I'm going to discuss it on the podcast, Bachelor Rush Hour. I'll give all my birthday updates there. Quick plug for that. Link in the comment section. Uh, it'll be funny. It'll be worth a listen. But either way, this reminded Date Card Pod, another great independent podcast community here, to uh, share the conversation that Nick had with Reality Steve. Now, the clip I'm about to play for you was the last time that that Nick let his emotions really get the best of him. He ended up apologizing afterwards, but it was a conversation that Nick had with Reality Steve where he was too close to the subject matter, too emotional to come off well, and he was pretty much universally obliterated by fans for how dismissive he was of Reality Steve in their conversation. And don't take my word for it. Check the comment section. 
So after he had a follow-up with Reality Steve, his response was something like, well, well, what we learned was Reality Steve has a pretty loyal fan base. And that was his way of saying, well, um, his fans don't like me. And I think that's also dismissive of an audience that says, no, Nick, you're not getting it. When you're too close, and this happens with people, when you're too close to the subject matter and when you have too much emotion to it, you show a side that's more reactionary than is... Um, uh, realistic to what the argument's all about. And that's what he brought up with this love is blind mental health issue was like, it's too much like, well, I didn't have to do that. So why should they, or we didn't have that or kind of like revisionary history here. But here it is just a couple years ago, reality, Steve confronting Nick with the truths that he has heard and being dismissed situation in itself really is what goes on in that show. I think then it just turns into this is a case by case scenario because what you dealt with has been, like you said, that was your experience. But when I've had people specifically tell me I wasn't allowed to eat, I wasn't allowed to go to bed until I gave a producer a line that they told me to say, Uh, it does happen. That's all I'm telling you to acknowledge. It does happen on the show. They will tell people you cannot go to bed until you say this line or give me what I want. I as someone who's who's been in for so long and talked to so many people, I've literally never... I, 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 See, I've I heard it numerous times. That's the problem. I, you, you haven't heard I, it. I've heard it numerous I, times. I don't doubt that. But I also think that a lot of the people you talk to have revisionist history and are affected by the show and are a lot of reasons mad they didn't go far. I mean, I don't want you to name your sources. And I know some of your who, who, your sources, but like a lot of them are people who aren't top four. Uh, who feel like, again, the girl who you're like, they told me I was going to go far and I went home night one. She's fucking pissed. She didn't go far. Her ego is bruised. She feels misled. She's had all these hopes and dreams. She's probably spent five grand on dresses. So two things can be true. People can be upset that they didn't go far. I was on a game show once. I, I won one episode, made a few bucks, and then the other episode I lost and I was upset. But it doesn't change the fact that this happened. People aren't upset, so then they're lying. They're upset and saying, hey, by the way, they're doing some crazy stuff over there. And maybe you weren't the victim of being uh, sleep-deprived or not not being fed well. It's not about, uh, are they going to starve to death? It's that they were given less or, 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 or offered rewards if they spilled tea or information in their brains going. And look, guys... This happens with forced confessions all the time. Have you watched um, the Ma- uh, How to Make a Murderer? Have you watched any shows where they go in and show that crime scene detectives, when 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 they present you with enough, so when they when they beat you down enough, and you haven't gotten sleep, and you haven't gotten water, or your family, if they take that all away from you, you might say things. And this happens, guys. People confess to crimes they didn't commit because their brain's just not there. I mean, have we seen the Snickers commercial? You're not quite you anymore. Have a Snickers. What they're saying is, eat some food. Your brain's starving and is acting irrationally. Nick's very dismissive to that argument only to go home night one and she's super fucking pissed and you know what she's going to take who do you think she's going to take it out on and the perfect person to go to is you to vent their i mean you are the person that disgruntled cast people go to to air their grievances and but that doesn't mean the grievances are wrong now look i'm going to take a second here i don't do this often i let you guys speak for me in the comment section i'm going to take a victory lap here i'm going to pat myself on the back I think our coverage of this story has been some of the best stuff we've done. I truly do. And it's not because there's any extended research. It's not because there's like, I'm preparing all this dissertation. It's because I'm speaking from my heart when I'm telling you his emotions are getting the best of him. 
He's reacting in a way that is not healthy. It is not good for him. And if anyone knows his PR people or if he doesn't have any, you got to rethink this. Go on a long walk, smoke a joint, watch the sunset, and come back to this conversation, Nick. Nick, I'm telling you right now. I know you catch our videos once in a while. You're on the wrong side of this story. And I know I'm not using my, I'm not trying to use your words against you and say, well, you want to become a therapist. I'm telling you right now, you need to put yourself into the shoes of the people that were mistreated and it didn't work out for and realize the world's not perfect. And just because they signed up for it doesn't mean this is the way it needs to be. Nick, I'm telling you right now from one uh, disgruntled guy. I'm not disgruntled. I'm not a former cast member and I have no stake in the matter here. I'm telling you right now, you're on the wrong side of this story, Nick. And much love to everyone for sticking around to the end of this video. In order uh, for me to round it up on my birthday uh, episode here, I'm going to play my final song here from American Idol's Top 10. This is a guy we've been following all year long, William Tongi. He goes by the name Iam Tongi, and he's a larger-than-life character from Hawaii with a silky, smooth voice. This is going to do it for me. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. Take us away, Iam, and everyone have a great day. I hope you're enjoying spring and I hope your Monday's going fantastic. More content coming to you tomorrow. Bye everybody. Anyway, that was Iam Tongi here. And again, big shout out to my family in Boston for all the love and joy in going to the Red Sox last night. Have a good one, everybody. This is not the audio from the game we went to. This is from 10 years ago. Red Sox winning the World Series with a song everyone in Boston knows called Dirty Water. <laughs>